0: fifth line, Mike Todd here, in arena host for your Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Subjectively Speaking Podcast. And now, here's Jeremy Paul and Laura Norman. What is going on, everyone? And welcome to another edition of Subjectively Speaking. My name is Jeremy. And I'm Laura. And Laura, this is the one place that I can guarantee you... And nobody's gonna challenge anything for offsides.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm pretty sure that we're we're safe.
0: I don't know, that. maybe maybe it should be a segment. Maybe that should like be moving forward. We just like we have it in the show and, and we poke fun and we just do it. I just feel like maybe we should find a place. And
1: we say something like, That's offsides, like some
0: That's offsides. That's mm, I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. I didn't stop you at first, but I'm here to tell you now. That's off sides. Mm. I like that. Do. I like that actually. Wow. Well, welcome to our board meeting, everybody. <laughs> really glad that you all are a part of this conversation as as you are all of our conversations. Uh, you know, recording here a little bit later on a Monday night, dropping the episode tonight as well. So, always a fun time to, to record one of these. On our not normally scheduled blocks, but life is really doing it to us recently. Um, I don't know about y'all, but life is really damaging me. <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but uh yeah, I can agree with that. Do you know what I saw on Twitter the other day? Hmm. Somebody's like, Why are we like so so tired in the winter? Why are we this, that, and the other? And somebody was like, We literally need to be hibernating, like we're mammals, like like, that's what mammals do. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if that's real, but it makes a lot of sense to me. I'm not going to do any research. I'm just going to believe it, and I'm going to say it's true, and I'm personally going to be taking the next six months off and telling everybody that I'm hibernating.
1: I mean, I don't know that it's like – I don't think we could sleep like bears do, but, like, I feel like me and people used oh to, God. like – be <laughs> yeah, Mr. Gets up at like 8 a.m. regardless.
0: God, I know. I hate it for me. I don't know why I can't sleep. Like, I super don't understand it. I returned back. So the reason we're recording on Monday is because I went to the Pentatonics concert in Columbus in Nationwide Arena, which also this is sidebar. I they put down like stuff on top of the ice, right? Like, because obviously you don't know the ice, right? Like, and there are a couple places where the like um where the padding was coming like up or like moving around so you could see the ice a little bit um every now and again and in some places it was like dirty like somebody like spilled an entire hot chocolate there was popcorn crumbs and all that kind of stuff and I was just like I get that a Zamboni like goes in and cleans the ice like of of impurities in the ice but like how do they <laughs> Get hot chocolate out the ice. I was like, "What is going on? This is like really destructive."
1: Well, they'll probably. I mean, obviously, we don't need it until At next time. Yeah, Thursday. Um, but and there's. I mean, they're putting a hard floor over top of it this weekend for the volleyball tournament. Volleyball, oh, that's true. Yes, volleyball. The NCAA volleyball tournament. Um. But no, I mean, I'm I'm sure the zamboni goes in and like probably scrapes off a layer or two, just to like get the gross off of there, and then puts down another couple layers. So
0: yeah, I mean that has to be what it is. But I just like saw that and I was like, because I also said well, that it to everybody, is I was, gross,
1: though, and it makes me like kind of like want to be like,
0: don't respect the ice. <laughs> correct. I know. I was like y'all got me messed up um because it was gross also was and it cold
1: was it like significantly colder because you were right on top of the ice
0: no actually it's weird um i mean they're they're really thick like the the padding and stuff is like really it's not even like padding is probably like too too like of a term but let me tell you that they did not play fuck around getting everything up like and gone from the concert like the second the concert ended these people like the people who uh transitioned the arena i uh, was just going through and just like breaking down everything and it was just it was a lot to watch because yeah you're right they have to transition into into some women's volleyball action that's happening this week that'll be fun if we weren't going to steve's wedding i would have gone to that but good news i'd much rather be at steve's wedding congratulations steve we picked you <laughs> over college women's volleyball as a sport that I've never seen live except for like twice at Otterbein like that's like it so it'd be a weird flex if I decided that like I was really going to become invested in it during Steve's wedding like so that
1: that would be a weird flex I mean I've I've seen it quite a bit because one of my friends was a college volleyball player like a really good one so
0: come on athletics
1: we love it So I saw a bunch of her matches.
0: So yeah, and the way I would have said volleyball game, someone take me out. Someone take me out back because it's not going well. But aside from there being popcorn and things on the ice, uh, how are you today?
1: Um, I'm very stressed and also mm-hmm. kind of sick. So I apologize if I sound like a dead frog.
0: No, the and last two episodes I sounded bad, so I, listen. You are all good. But it's
1: not COVID, it's just my sinuses wreaking havoc on my soul and my new job being very stressful.
0: You're doing so good, though. There's no doubt. Send Everybody send Laura some love. Send Laura love in the chat. <laughs> Let her know how good she is at everything because this bitch is killing it. But yeah, I feel that. I feel that. I have life changes happening as well, but I haven't told these friends about but I'll tell them about it soon. And so I...
1: Yeah, we're gonna going to do a video, at, aren't we?
0: At some point. Yeah. At some point. We'll figure it out. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> just. We'll it's just going to be you
1: telling your news and me crying, so it's fine.
0: I know. I'm going to have to do this. It'll be this. Ready? It'll be... Oh gosh, I'm trying to do something funny and it's not working. It'll be this. It'll be really <laughs> tiny, crying to try, corner. To try to minimize, right? Um, But yeah, so the, the Blue Jackets. <laughs> I like this. I like that we do this. I'm sure that if I look at the analytics from now on, because you know me, I'm going to look at analytics for hockey games. I should look at it for our podcast. We're going to lose every listener by the eight minute mark of every show. And I'm okay with that. I'm at peace with that because if y'all aren't here for this, then y'all don't get to be here for the hockey. You don't. Or you're just
1: going to, there's going to be some stat that's like, everyone fast forwards through the first eight minutes.
0: And that's fine. You know what? That's fine. Get us to listen, baby. That's all I care about. No, it's not. I just care that you're here. Hi. I hope y'all are doing well. But the Blue Jackets played hockey. And I referenced the offsides joke because, well, it happened again. <laughs> For the fifth time in eight games, the Blue Jackets uh, were had a goal overturned for being off sides in a um, loss to the Anaheim Ducks on Wednesday, Thursday. Thursday. Thank you so much. You saw me flailing. Uh, so on Thursday, you know, the the game was interesting. I told you, like, and, and you disagreed, but I was just, like, just being that I was, like, I'm just, like, not, like, obsessed with the energy. Nationwide was also a little dead on a Thursday night, I'm not going to lie. So maybe that was also contributing to it because uh, the arena energy was pretty low. And I also, listen, I don't know if they listen to the show. I don't. But I want to have a collaboration session with the DJ at Nationwide Arena. Because sometimes... I feel
1: like our friend Catherine could probably, like, get us a meeting.
0: Or Mike. Catherine, I'm just trying to turn up. I'm I'm on a level. I'm just trying to turn up. And sometimes, sometimes... I don't get to turn up. And it kills my vibe. But anyway, what doesn't kill my vibe is the Blue Jackets still played a good game, right? Like, obviously, they lose in a shootout. but And it's not necessarily the most, like, exciting of exciting score lines. We're not scoring six goals like we have in games past. But nevertheless, they played well. Yeah, I mean it
1: was um it was definitely a different version watching the game at home than you being there because yes, we don't always go to games together. Shocking everyone. Um, so I was not necessarily bored. Like I found like there was a lot of really good commentary with Jeff and Jody and um Brian Giesislav and John Jean Luc Grandpierre. And so like I mean, the the boring part of it was like, no one scored in, well, technically we scored, but then it got pulled away for offsides. But, you know, there was a lot of back and forth and like, so it wasn't necessarily like, and I'm sure, I'm sure there are other home viewers that might disagree, but like, I wasn't necessarily, I was just more frustrated because we should have won that game and It was frustrating, and I hate, hate shootouts. I absolutely, I think they're the worst part about hockey. I think they're stupid. I think that they should just play three-on-three, like, until someone scores. Like, I just don't think that shootouts are necessary. I think it's a dumb, like, sure, do skills competitions and stuff like that at the All-Star Game. But there is no reason why NHL-level games should be determined by a shootout. Like, that doesn't make any sense. And so I just really don't like them. I find them frustrating. That's my hill to die on. I know Zach Rensky also hates them because he was very vocal about that in his post-game interview. <laughs> um... And, you know, there was some weirdness too, like between Anaheim and us, there was some like very strange (laughs) chirping happening, um, which kind of looked like it may have resulted if had they been let, like, had they been able to like a weird West Side Story style brawl on the ice after we lost. Um, And so... Just, you know, an Anaheim duck, like, young buck who is chirping at us. Um, and then Jake Voracek, who decided that he also wanted to get in on the action. Uh, yeah,
0: and also, like, this.
1: And also, like, Bally Sports did not report the shootout correctly. So, like, watching it from home, it didn't quite connect that we were in the like level of shootout that we were in. They like completely, oh, yeah, they like completely didn't announce the first round. So it was very strange, but I felt um vindicated when I saw other people on Twitter that had also experienced the same thing. So it was just a weird game, and we really should have won that game. Um, And also, unfortunately, we are now out one of our better players uh, for at least a week or more, Adam Boquist, who took a pretty strong hit to the head um, during that game. It wasn't really seen on camera, like um, from watching it at home and talking to you, Jeremy. It wasn't really made noticeable either, like during the game, Uh, but they did point him out on the bench and he was pretty obviously in a lot of pain um you don't oftentimes see players like crying on the bench and he was yeah he it was uh, pretty bad looking so he is out for at least a week um with what they call an upper body also known as head (laughs) related injury and which is disappointing because he's been doing so well um for us and you just hate to see him have another setback after he was already out for so long with an injury earlier on in the season. So,
0: well, and I think too, like the part that's really hard is is he has had issues with like concussions and stuff before, and coming as some from somebody who's had his brain scrambled a fair number of times playing contact sports, that obviously like has an effect on people and. it's not necessarily compounding, but like with every concussion, you begin to get a little bit more concerned about future concussions and just ensuring overall wellness of an individual who suffered a concussion. And so obviously your brain goes there first, right? Like you're hopeful that like, I don't hope he has a broken jaw, but like, I hope he has a broken jaw. Right. Like, because it's, it's far less traumatic for an individual, even after he leaves the sport of hockey, like forget that part of it. Like, I'm somebody who suffers from, you know, <laughs> neurological damage because of having so many concussions. And so it's, like, I, I just hope that that's not something that he has to deal with because it's no bueno. And, yeah, I mean, I think, like, what? I'm 24 and he's, what, 23, 22, 23? 22. 22, right. So it's, like, I, like, it's not fun to to be that age and have things that happened to you because like you, you've got your brain scrambled enough like so i'm rude i'm hoping that wasn't what it was for him but yeah i honestly i didn't even notice until i saw gregory hoffman had replaced him on the power play like i was like oh that's an interesting choice and i was like afterward talking to you and i'm like ah oh it's because vocalist didn't play anymore i don't know what it was about me and not being able to clock that during the game but yeah, obviously a big loss for the team. And honestly, I still hate the goal that we gave up to really. Like Elvis, like obviously like does what he can, right? Like a shootout or a breakaway, excuse me. I'm still thinking about your shootout rant that I want to touch on real quick. But um, but yeah, I think like like Cole Cylinder bats the puck out of the air and he like throws it. Like I don't know like what happened, but it like way went back and then Cole and Gus were just like fuck. <laughs> like run, <laughs> like, and they—they they obviously didn't catch up. Literally, too. that TikTok sound, run.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so Elvis screaming obscenities
0: at them. Are you ready for this? Hmm. You just convinced me on the shootout.
1: What to keep it?
0: No, no. Like huh. I like you like persuaded me onto your side. Like I've like always been kind of indifferent about shootouts, but like. I agree. Like I just don't think there's any reason. Like especially in like how highly skilled the league is today. Like three on three overtime is not going to last an hour. Like the same way that it might have lasted in the early 2000s when this was implemented. Right. Like I just
1: don't think that shootouts shootouts are indicative of who should truly win that game. Like you know you're not to mention the fact that the people who score in shootouts don't even get to count the goals that happen in them so like it really doesn't make much sense and it's truly like it's not indicative of who should win that game like especially because you're putting two goalies who depending on how that game went are exhausted by the time they get to a shootout and then yeah there are teams that have much better like it's just not an even situation and, yeah. not the, and obviously matchups aren't even all the time, but like, it's just not indicative of how that works. Or like if you, you know, make overtime a whole 20 minute period like you do in the playoffs. And then, you know, if no one scores in that 20 minute period, then go to the five minutes afterwards. Like, you know, there are so many other ways that you can do it that make much more sense than a shootout. So
0: would you prefer hold on let's go let's go here. Would you prefer shootouts or ties?
1: Oh you mean like tie games? Yeah. Um it depends on how they would tally tie games in like the points situation.
0: Yeah, I mean I think I think if you do that you would have to go each team
1: gets one point.
0: Yeah, but you would almost have to you'd almost have to change wins and overtime losses though too, if you did that, in my opinion. Like because then you would have somebody getting the same amount of points for an overtime loss as you would for a tie. Which means that, like, it doesn't matter one way or the other for the losing team. Obviously, it does for the winning team, right? Like, the pick up the. Extra you mean point.
1: saying a tie after three periods of regulation, or saying a tie after a, an additional period of twenty minutes,
0: or just like an additional overtime period, like whatever whatever that is. Whether that's what you just described, whether that's a five on f- five minute, three on three, like,
1: or another twenty
0: minute. Yeah, like whatever it is,
1: but just only doing is only allowing a singular one, and if nothing happens, then we end in a tie. Yeah. Yeah, I would much prefer to do that. They, I mean, yes, they would have to make adjustments to how they do overtime winning losses. But, yeah, I would much rather have them add a category than sure. continue to deal with shootouts.
0: Well, and, like, the AHL, ECHL, like, they do, like, their record is is a little bit different where it's, like, wins losses overtime losses shootout losses like it's like a little bit like more spread out and i like that affects like points percentage and all that kind of stuff so it's just an interesting little well look at us having critical dialogue about hockey rules we're just a whole new podcast
1: well i mean obviously other sports make ties work like obviously soccer's not as high a scoring of game as um hockey is but You know, they still have parameters for tie games, so, and how they calculate it. So it's like not, not done. Um, But the likelihood that anyone is paying attention to what we think is, you know, irrelevant. But obviously, there are a lot of players who don't enjoy the shootout either. Like, they don't like Mm -hmm. that, that's how games are determined, they don't like to participate in them. Um, there are players that actively refuse to participate in shootouts. So, like, you know, it's just not... So then when you have those circumstances, then you're limiting your pool of options, too, when it comes to... And it's, you know, yes, games are... All games are about chance, but, like, those first 60 minutes are all about skill and competition when truly a shootout is by chance. Like, so that doesn't seem fair to have these... Professional level athletes work their tails off for 60
0: minutes and then be like, good luck. I will say that I do think there is like a skill, right? Like, so, like, I th- who I think about, like, oh God, was it Wenberg? So, no, I'm thinking of Ryan Johansson. Ryan Johansson, like, was just like a shootout assassin for the Jackets. Like, and, and it was because like he worked on us, like, on it, he developed the skill. So, like, I think. Like, yeah, like I think, like, you have people who like take it seriously, right? And like put themselves in situations to, like be successful, but at the same time, right? It's like, but I again, agree.
1: that's like, that's sure, that's something that it's a skill to have, and you can do it at skills competitions, but it's like also, I don't know, I just don't think it's comparable, but to what? you know comparable to regular play oh yes yeah yeah, i agree and so i just i would just rather see it not
0: but that's fair like i said you won me over but it is just an interesting conversation to have about about shootouts because yeah they're just fascinating
1: so yeah if you've made it this far in the episode let us know what you think about shootouts do you hate them or are you indifferent or do you love
0: them I'm I'm also of the opinion that if and I feel like I've said it on this show or maybe another where if you score the game winning, the game deciding shootout goal, I think it should count toward your goals a goal. little. Like I Yeah, that's n- just maybe. a given.
1: Like if they're gonna keep them, let the players the win that have the game winning one, let those players like let them have that goal. If yeah. you're gonna count the if you're gonna pretend that this is the same as like being in active play, and you're gonna put the teams, the whole team score up one with that game-winning goal, then you need to let that player have that on their record as well. Yeah. It's only no, fair.
0: Yeah. Look at us agreeing and shit. That's weird.
1: <laughs> I know, right?
0: Strange, for but us. yeah. But
1: we lost the animators. He and did. Sonny Milano came back.
0: He did. There, the tribute was bad because it was weird because they did it so the glass was fucked up and they ended up taking the first commercial break of the game like earlier than they normally would because they like you know it usually doesn't happen until before, uh, after the, four, the 14 minute mark but but yeah or I guess the 6 minute mark but they take it earlier to fix the ice or fix the glass and it's just a weird energy and nobody knows what's really going on. And then they just show on the Jumbotron a photo of Sonny Milano and it just says, welcome back, Sonny. And there's no video. There's no anything. I don't even know how long they cut to Sunny Milano on the ice and or if they even did because they did it like – because you know how like usually those happen during the start of a commercial break, like during the start mm-hmm. of the media timeout? It was like the very end, like right before the puck dropped on the start resume of play. And it was just bad. It was basically like, let's give him a tribute. That's indicative of his time in Columbus. And they did. Well, <laughs> they I, did saw, I saw on Twitter. Cause obviously they showed like on the TV
1: broadcast, they showed that the glass had come loose. Mm-hmm. So, and they, I heard them playing in the arena, walking on broken glass. And then they went so to great. like full on, full on commercial. And then I saw on Twitter, Aaron Portsline was like, Small tribute to Sunny Milano, greeted with Small. a smattering of applause.
0: Small is right.
1: They could have at least shown that goal from before we traded him, the between the legs one.
0: Was really See, good. That's really all
1: you have to show. And then be like, Sunny, his hair is like out of control. Him and Trevor yeah, Zegers yeah.
0: literally are twins. I don't know if they it's- go to the same. Like, really creepy the stylist. and they have good chemistry too like it works out so hey good good on him and i mean like i don't know like i don't have any sort of like beef with sonny milano so i'm like happy that he's like finding his game a little bit like that's a win sure <laughs> <Did> you disagree <laughs>
1: no i don't have any i don't really have any feelings towards sonny milano i was not sad when we uh traded him and um
0: yeah, we needed to trade him. Yeah, like I, I mean we don't upset.
1: we don't even have the player anymore that we traded him for.
0: Come um, on, Devon Shore.
1: And I have like weird mixed feelings about that too. That really have nothing to do with Devon Shore, but also have everything to do with Devon Shore. Um, but those are personal feelings, so um, yeah, I'm really indifferent.
0: Amazing. Well, speaking of indifference, I actually don't know. That's a terrible segue. The Blue Jackets then traveled for – it's actually the opposite of indifference. (laughs) It's actually very,
1: very important.
0: (laughs) pretty important. Traveled to Seattle to take on the Kraken for the first time ever in Climate Pledge Arena, Um, which obviously, like, I love – this happened when Vegas entered the league, too. Like, it was the first time that – Obviously, the Jackets had played in Vegas, and so many Jackets fans went, and the reporters were just like living their best life because it was their first time getting to experience hockey in that city. And similar things happened this time around. A lot of Blue Jackets fans made their way to Seattle, including my cousin. Hello? Jealous. Well, Uh, apparently
1: there's a really good direct flight from Columbus to Seattle,
0: I think it's on Alaskan Airlines. I think. Mm-hmm.
1: And there were like a bunch of people going specifically to the game and it's like pretty inexpensive. So, so what I'm hearing like- is that
0: we need to be sponsored by Alaskan Airlines and we can work together to put together next year's trip. Mm-hmm. We're just going to bring you revenue. Yeah. Alaskan Airlines. We're with the shits. Anyway. Yeah, that's our tagline. Subjectively speaking, presented by Alaskan Airlines. were with the shits. Anyway. <laughs> Again, a game that, like, the Jackets probably should, like, this goes back to, like, what you said, though, right? Like, I think in the last episode where the Jackets are, oh my god, did we say it on this podcast, or did I listen to it on Front Nationwide? <laughs> I don't know. I'm losing it. But just the idea of running into really hot teams, right? Like, the Jackets just find themselves playing teams that have found some footing, like, even if they were struggling before. So, obviously, you know, they go to Nashville. Nashville is a team that was playing pretty well going into that game. Dallas was streaking when they played Dallas. Anaheim had picked up with, the, with their win against the Jackets. It was their sixth straight game with a point. And Seattle has started to find their footing, too, right? Like, they're still toward the bottom of the Pacific. The Pacific has been better than I think people expected. But, nevertheless they're finding a little bit of their footing. The only thing that really is struggling, like they're struggling with is goaltending. And so you just don't know what you're going to get out of this. Like, but on paper, you feel like this is a game the jacket should win going in.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, like you said, Seattle has definitely been faring better. Um, They're definitely finding out who they are as a team. And, you know, it was also kind of like another like frustrating start to a game. That first period was like probably one of the worst first periods we've had in a while. Um, in, even in comparison to games that we've lost, like just nothing happened in the first period other than Elvis standing on his head, like to keep us in this game. Like he was very much so doing all of the things that we love that Elvis does. Um, and very much so kept us in that game in the first period. Um, ended the game ended the first period, you know, with donuts, no score. And, you know, something that we haven't seen in a while is the blue jackets coming out into the second period with like a renewed sense of energy instead of like a
0: disheartened. Yeah, a sense
1: of energy. yeah a disheartened sort of like way about them. And that second period. With some of the best Blue Jackets hockey I have seen all season long so far. I mean, Oliver comes out, gets us started with an unassisted goal. Or no, it was assisted by Boone. Um, and then it's just, it's the Blue Jackets show for the rest of that period. Um, You know, Oliver scores, Jack scores. You know, we we let Seattle get one in, making it 2-1. And then it was like, Max Domi said, hold my beer. And was just like, let me take control of this game. And scores two goals in a row. Giving um, the Blue Jackets a, you know, 4-1 lead at the end of that period. Um, Max and Jack have just developed this, like you know, kind of, I don't know, chemistry relationship um, on the ice together. That is really, really electric. And on Saturday night, it was firing all, on all cylinders in that second period. Um, they both assisted each other in their goals. And it just was really solid Blue Jackets hockey. And again, Elvis continued with, with the exception of that one goal. Elvis continued to do just a great job. You know, all signs point to awesome times in Blue Jackets land. And then the third period happened. Womp womp. <laughs> and in very Blue Jackets fashion, um, we decided it would be fun times to give up a three goal lead. Um, and the Kraken uh, get three unanswered goals uh, in the third period. Resulting in a tie 4-4 game um, by the last five minutes of the period Um, and try as we might. I mean, and here's another thing, along with offside goals getting recalled, um, the other thing that the Blue Jackets keep letting happen to them is two quick goals in succession. Like, and I, when I say quick, I mean like seconds apart from each other, like, And Seattle was another example. I think it was, like, 23 seconds in between goals. Um, And that's just, like, a commonality. And that's where, like, things can get out of hand. Like, if we hadn't been up by three goals, like, we would have been screwed. Like, we ended up ending the game in a tie anyway before overtime. But had we not had that much of a lead and that still happened, I don't know that we would have been able to bounce back from it.
0: Based on no. how they were playing in the third period. Yeah, no, I mean, I 100% because it's a matter, right, of of momentum. And at least by getting the game into overtime, you have a chance to at least recharge, right? Like you have a chance to at least breathe in a way that you don't really get the chance to. Like even a commercial break is not like, you know what I mean? Like the, overtime, As as previously stated in our conversation about shootouts, right, like it's a t- an entirely different dynamic. It's an entirely different skill set. It's it's, and it's a skill set that the Jackets have to feel confident in coming into this game, having been 5-1 and one in overtime and slash the shootout this season. And so you come into that with a renewed sense of confidence. You put out three of your most skilled players at a time, and you hope that they can find a way at any time that a man named Jake Voracek is on the ice He's bound and determined to find somebody who can get a good shot off. And in an overtime period, with the amount of space that he has, in the same way that I think we talked about like Artemi Panarin when he was a Blue Jacket, and we talked about how, oh, wow, like when Artemi is on the ice, we feel good about our chances in overtime. I feel the exact same way about Jake Voracek. He can find open space and he can find open players, and those open players can put it in the back of the net, just like Jake Bean did on Saturday.
1: Yeah, it was definitely a Jake squared for the win situation. Um and you're right. I mean, we are so much better as a team um not only in overtime but in just in general high high risk situations um with Jake Vortec on our team. Like people um especially on social media give him a lot of shit because he doesn't he doesn't shoot as much as people would like him to. But the thing is, is that he does so much more. Like he weighs the odds of what his like, like literally on the ice within seconds, he weighs the odds between what his likelihood of making that goal is versus giving an opportunity to one of his other teammates who might be in a better position. Like, and honestly, this season, eight times out of 10, he's right in making that decision to give it to another player and he was definitely right on Saturday because that was a beautiful day. like such a beautiful transition to set Jake Bean up for like the best possible odds of just a beautiful empty net like their goalie was not prepared for that situation and especially after letting up such a big lead like to have them be able to regain that confidence in such a short amount of time in overtime, like, that's a really good sign. So, yes, it is frustrating that we let up the lead. And, again, like, I know it's easy to, like, blame Elvis because he's clearly, like, he's the goalie, so his job is to stop goals. But, like, it is also really a defensive breakdown in front of any goalie that we have. That we end up in these quick succession situations. Like, it's just our defense is not preparing themselves as quickly as possible. Like, and that's a real issue. So, if you're going to give shit to Elvis, give shit to some of our defensemen too. Like, there's only so much he can do. He only has two hands and two legs. Like, it's not like he can turn into, what's that villain in Spider-Man? That has all the legs. Oh, I promise.
0: Something. I promise. I have no idea. You're asking me no, Dr. Line.
1: Octopus. I think that's what his name is. I think his name That's is just Octopus.
0: so easy. Hold on. Stay tuned. Keep You'll going. But...
1: He's definitely in that first Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire. Um... Yes. <laughs> you are right about that. I do. Um, but yeah. So it's just. It was a really great, and I think that if you're looking for something to be hopeful about, be hopeful that, because we're going to continue to get ourselves into these situations where we end up into overtime, hopefully not so far that we have to go past the five minute three on three, but when we get ourselves into those situations, feel hopeful that we are, like, well prepared, um, And we have one of the better averages in overtime in the entire league. So if you're looking for something positive to hold on to, pick that. Um, But yeah, it was, like I said, a really terrible first period. A second period for the books. Beautiful. Chef's kiss. Loved it. Everything about it. Um, And then just kind of a whole crap uh third period that resulted in a hey look what we can do overtime and we leave Seattle 5-4 um and we got to see uh and that was hey that's the last time that we play them this season and look at us we've won both
0: games Yeah, so we're undefeated against the Seattle Kraken the blue jackets have never lost to the Seattle Kraken We actually we gave
1: them Yeah, we gave them their um, first overtime loss in general. And then we gave them their first overtime loss at
0: home. So look at us. We're just dishing out overtime losses. We really are. We're just, you know, adding to their baby book.
1: I assume that there's someone writing down their first somewhere.
0: No doubt. Well, speaking of dishing things out, Laura, do you know who dishes out a ton of money? Mm, DraftKings? <laughs> Girl, I was going to say me. But yeah, I guess. I guess DraftKings does do that. So football fans, I know we're talking about hockey, but I know you're here. And I know that you're like me and you really love an action-packed high-scoring NFL game, but with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you're going to be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests, and DraftKings is giving all new customers – A free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. You're going to want to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet one dollar on any team to score and win one hundred dollars in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be twenty-one or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum five dollar deposit and one dollar wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. But yeah, I ultimately, that's a game where you don't mind losing in overtime because you're not dealing with a divisional rival. You're not giving away points in division. And so you've got to feel okay about that. You were right. It's Dr. Octopus. And I just want to talk to somebody about the originality of that. Like, that is bad. Like, that is just not well done.
1: Hey, not all supervillain names can be gems.
0: That's not even a stone. Like, that's not even a pebble.
1: Sorry. <laughs> you didn't do it. I mean, Stanley's, Stanley's dead, so I don't really
0: know. Like, Who to get mad at? I mean, yeah. I listen, wouldn't be the first person in the afterlife I got mad at, so let's just keep it going. No,
1: that's
0: true. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, the Blue Jackets are in an interesting little stretch of time, as we've talked about, right? Uh, but we should probably talk about our three stars first. I was going to jump jump over that. I don't have any prepared, so I'm going to have to figure that out right now. <laughs> um, okay. I can go first. Am I? Um, oh, my God. Am I first? Am I supposed to be first? I think so. That's super fucked up. That's super fucked up. Not like it's um, wrong, but I'm just, like, feeling very attacked. By that being because, the doesn't matter?
1: Yeah, you're definitely supposed to go first because last week was two times in a row that we had the same one. Oh, and I just said
0: retweet. Yeah, you're right. You're, mm-hmm. right, you're right. Okay, well, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to wing it. I'm going to wing it, and it's going to be a good time. So I hope you all are ready for this jelly. Um, I don't ever want to talk ever again. Did I really just say that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the worst part is I have the power to cut it, but I know I won't. So... Man, I think. Do you want me think, to go
1: first?
0: No, 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 I'm doing this for me. I've got this. Okay. I've got this. I swear. So I think ultimately, right, like it's hard to. I just wasn't super impressed. But again, like we talked about the first game. So I think for me, I'm going to go my third star.
1: Now, in all fairness, you didn't watch the Seattle game.
0: This is true, but we're gonna do it anyway. Okay. I watched highlights. I watched like the condensed game. Um, so I'm gonna say Jake Bean is gonna be my three. Obviously, like an overtime game winner plays playing big minutes, like especially with Boquist out. You know, obviously, how funny is it that maybe my third star should just be Gavin Bayreuther. For playing in his former in his former land of Seattle. They did do a
1: shout out to him on Twitter.
0: That's so funny. I that's just such good content. But yeah, I think let's go ahead. We'll say Jake Bean though, obviously, like with the uh injury to Adam Boquist, of course, some of the guys who have been playing big minutes for the Jackets are gonna play even bigger minutes. I mean, you look at it and Gavin Bay really played 10 minutes, right? Like He's filling in as as the sixth defenseman there. He only plays ten minutes, and then you've got guys, or and so did Gabriel Carlson. He only played ten minutes, but then you look at guys like Vladislav Gavrikov, who's playing twenty two minutes, uh, Zach Goreski, twenty seven minutes, <laughs> and then you have Jake Bean, twenty five. And so again, like I think that Jake Bean just continues like up his game. Like he continues to really. Kind of develop into the player that I think the Blue Jackets are really hoping that he develops into for them. You know, he blocked four shots. He uh, had a goal and an assist in the game against Seattle. Uh, he was a plus three. So, I mean, he just, he's looking really good and I'm really ex- excited to see like what he develops into with us. My second star, I'm going to give, let me go to Jack um, again because. You know, like you said, him and Max, and and spoiler alert, Max is going to be my first star, are just really finding their game together, which I think is exciting if you're a Blue Jackets fan. Although, in some ways, I think it's not, too, because, like, these are two players. At one point, you were like, these are the answers to our center-depth problem, and now they are playing on the same line, and it's not the answer to your center-depth problem moving forward, but fun to watch them play together like while we still can right and i think that moving forward you hope that they continue to push each other to be better and they continue to light the lamp together because it was a show like i said like i know i only caught the condensed game but just like watching them work and and just like talking to you about how they worked uh, you know obviously it's something to be excited for if you're a blue jackets fan and hopefully it's something that you can continue to watch
1: Were you going to say anything else
0: about Max or no? No, yeah, I'm good. I mean, just like, yeah, like you, take, like you said, you said it, like he took over the game, right? Like he found a way, like I thought it was so funny that you like, you text me, you go Oliver, and then you're like, just getting it was Max again. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he just like, he does that, right? Like he's streaky, like in some ways where he's just like, actually, like, fuck you. I'm actually just going to be good. Like, I'm actually just going to like kick ass. So yeah, I'm going to go with Max. In well. all
1: fairness... I blame Jeff Rimmer for the amount of times that I texted you with the incorrect person. And
0: because, I'll, let, I'll let that slide. Yeah, I'll give that to you.
1: Um, but I'm actually kind of sick of us because those are my exact three stars and in the exact same order. Um, and I'll just touch briefly on like my thoughts about it. But um, Jake Bean, I mean, I 1,000% think that we are winning with having him as part of our defensive core. Like he is quietly building up his like minutes. He's building up how he participates in play. Like he is just so quietly becoming exactly what we were hoping that he would be, which Mm -hmm. is an offensive defenseman that can play well, whether he's on the same line with Zach or whether he's with Gavrikov. Like, He is just making his way, and he's not a flashy guy, like, he's not, you know. But we don't win that game on Saturday without his like defensive knowledge, his way to read the ice, his way to look and keep a keen eye for the other people on the ice, and like, you know, it just was such a beautiful play, and I think that he is you know, becoming a really consistent, um, force for us. And I think that that is awesome. And then obviously number two is Jack. Number one is Max because they are, they are just, they've really found a rhythm. And like you said, it doesn't help us so much if we're eventually going to move them back to their respective, like potential center positions, like, and, But for now, and for what we need to be happening now, they're a fun pair to watch. Um, And I think they both need each other. They're like right around the same age. They both kind of had these like up and down moments in their careers. They're both really, really passionate about the game. And they're both really, really passionate about being Blue Jackets. Like obviously Jack has the whole, this is his hometown. This is the team he grew up watching. This is where he wants to be. It's where he's always wanted to be to play. Um, and, you know, Max has been looking for his home in hockey. And, like, ever since he joined the Blue Jackets when we, you know, traded for him with Josh Anderson, like, it, he's just been very positive about being a Blue Jacket and being a part of this community. And I think seeing him come back from the many injuries and in his many tools of magic Um, and seeing him start to get fired up in these occasions, especially when we really need it. Like that is such a push um, for the team and for the fans. And, um, and like we've talked about before, seeing those moments where he uh, takes on a little bit of his dad's energy and gets right up in it, Um, you know, and he just has, like he scored that second goal the other night and the look on his face when he was like watching his other teammates like skate to him for the hug or whatever was just like, "Come to me, yes, I know I'm brilliant." <laughs> um, and so, it's just a good dynamic to have right now when we are kind of having these up and downs. We're trying to figure out how to perform well on the road, and so yeah, they're also my second and first star, um, and I just hope that we can continue to see. You. Some really fun things out of them so
0: i last year everybody was like what a terrible trade that was for the blue jackets the, the max doming deal um just in like everything like when he wasn't rolling right and and even now like toward the end of the season where he's hurt last year and then he comes this season and you know has to start a little bit later in the season and i mean I haven't heard much about Josh Anderson. Like, right. That's great. Montreal is terrible.
1: Right. But outside of the playoffs, Max and Josh ended with the exact same stats last season. Yeah. Like they had the exact same stats, like, you know, but people make the difference because Montreal ended up going all the way to the finals. But like, that wasn't because of Josh, like, there were a lot of other circumstances on that team and a lot of weird circumstances that resulted in that team going all the way to the finals.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and so no, I, th- but I think, you know, Max is just such a, a a whole package and should we be lucky enough to get to keep him, you know, I hope that the the team in general starts to use him for, you know, for everything, I hope they find the position that he is most comfortable in, whether that be on the wing or whether it be in the center. Um, you know, I hope they start using his platform to help grow this this team because I think that that is really important too. And um, I just think that he is a he's a good energy to have um, on this team. So I just hope that. You know, we can keep moving forward with Max, but we shall see.
0: Max Domi, uh, 14 points in 16 games this season. Josh Anderson, 13 points in 25 games. So I think I'll take Max. Yeah, I do miss. I but kind of. He doesn't really have the size like Josh does, but he definitely has the fire. <laughs> like I was gonna say, I miss yeah, I mean, that in Josh's game. I miss the power forward kind of vibe because Max isn't a power forward. He like gets feisty and he like can be a little bit of a, a a pest, but he's not like a power forward in the way he plays his game. So I miss that a little bit in Josh. Like I wish we had somebody that was like that, but I guess we do in Crowley. Like, but wow, yeah, Sean Crowley did make our top other... three for once. I know, right? Are we okay?
1: <laughs> um. But yeah, and other people will show those things as we develop more with with who we are as a team. But yeah, I'm I'm happy with Max. So.
0: Well, folks, um, we've got we've got interesting times ahead, because the jackets are obviously in the midst of their West Coast string, uh, and things are getting a little bit weird in in Alberta. Things are getting a little weird. So the jackets are obviously playing in Vancouver on Thursday. That's obviously going to happen tomorrow. Just kidding, tomorrow. Then on Thursday they play Edmonton, right? Yes. And then on Saturday they are supposed to play Calgary, but Calgary just got hit with the COVID period. Hit with the COVID.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Calgary has six players and. two staff members that entered uh, COVID protocol on the same day. Um, and I saw a lot of like <laughs> interesting things about this on Twitter today, when they announced that they were postponing Calgary's games until at least Thursday. And a bunch of people are like, that's so, you know, a <laughs> bunch of weirdness about Calgary and being like, this team had this many players and they didn't shut down, blah, blah, blah. This has to do with the number of people on a singular day in a singular testing situation that caused them to shut down the games until Thursday. Yes, other teams have had a similar number of players, but they've been been in various like points in time, like going into protocol. So, like, it's just weird. And also, like, COVID's real. People, like, if a team decides to shut down because they're concerned about it, that's their decision. So, like, COVID's real. Canada also believes that COVID is real more so than the United States. So, like, let them figure it out. Um, But, yeah, so that is something to watch because there's potential that we will not be playing Calgary on Saturday, um, which would mean an early return to the United States to play Buffalo um, on Monday. But we are keeping an eye on that. I don't know when they'll determine – if they're going to extend this pause for Calgary, but they are at least paused until um, Thursday. We would be their first game after the pause. So, um, so we shall see, but yes, we are headed to Vancouver. We're actually there. The guys are in Vancouver today and fun surprise for everyone. Mr. Patrick line has joined the team in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. um he has returned um from finland where he was um with his family after the loss of his father um and he has returned to meet the team in vancouver and it looks like we might uh see him on the ice in one of these games this week so um he did do an interview he did do press this afternoon after they got done with practice and Um, obviously he is continuing to go through a very difficult time after the loss of his father, but he is, he feels very happy to be back with the team and back in his element. Um, and he said that he was looking forward to having this, um, help him in his, in his grieving process. So we continue to keep Patrick in our thoughts, but very good news to see him, rejoin the team um, in Vancouver, and hopefully we get to see him back on the ice this week.
0: This is going to be such an interesting time in terms of, like, figuring out, like, lineups and stuff, like. Oh, yeah, people are going to get mad.
1: Like, this is definitely, there's going to be madness about this situation because, like we said, we have too many people and, you know. But
0: I just—it's uh, going to be fascinating because we're looking right, and um, you look at who played on on Saturday with the Jackets, right? Which of these twelve guys do you take out? Like, I think obviously, like you're probably keen to look toward a Hoffman or a Danforth because those have kind of been your guys that have been take it in and out of the lineup. But here's another thing that like, we haven't talked about on the show in a second. Like, Why is Igor Chinnikov still in Columbus?
1: No, he needs to be – if they're going to keep him out, he needs to be in Cleveland and play. Right.
0: right. And so like, I'm just like uh, – that seems like it's the next step, right? Like, You activate Patrick Linea. I think you're probably sending Igor Chinnikov back to Cleveland, and you should. Like, You shouldn't just let him sit around and not play. Uh, and then I think you you look at Danforth or Hoffman, and, and honestly, like, I think I'm personally a coin flip between those two players, like, in and out. Like, I think you might even see a coin flip between those two players. One game might be – Hoffman, one game might be Danforth. And you kind of go from there. You also keep in mind that Emil Bemstrom's still down in Cleveland. Do they – or no, he's up. He's up he's right up. now. But do you uh, – do you, like <laughs> – when's he going to draw in, right? Like, is he going to draw in at some point? And if he does, are you taking both Hoffman and Danforth out to throw Bemstrom in to try to, you know, just figure some stuff out? Like, keep in mind, last time that Bemstrom played in an NHL game, he scored a hat-trick. And, you know, it's just, it feels like forever ago, right? Like, but it'll be fascinating to see where this goes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then, like, the other weird bit of news that made some waves on Twitter over yesterday and today is that... Um,
0: Come on, Corpy!
1: Yeah, Corpy uh, is activated off of IR, but the other issue is the Finnish government has made Corpy aware that he is going to have to serve his mandatory um, government military time. Um... I'm not going to pretend that I understand anything about this circumstance, but only to the fact that like, they're not going to come and get him and remove him from the United States against his will to do this. They have a whole situation set up. Um, This is not the first time they've had like a professional athlete in this circumstance. Like, we've seen several of our Finnish followers post articles explaining this whole situation, but Corby will have to complete in some way, shape or form. I think it's 182 days of mandatory uh, Finnish military service. Mm -hmm. Do not know what that means. Um, But he's in great shape already. We know that. So hopefully, hopefully, um, but this will probably be this isn't gonna be the first time that we probably see this happen too, because Patrick Lina is finished as well. So, um, I'm assu- I'm assuming that this will be a circumstance in his career at some point. Um but yeah, so more to come on that, but like no need to freak out. No one's like coming here and gonna put him in handcuffs and like, force him into the military in the middle of the season. Remember that he's also if we go to the Olympics, he's more than likely going to be playing for Team Finland. Um, So like they're not going to really stop that either. So yeah, it I- okay. And note that that was a big if if we do end up going to the Olympics because part of me feels like with the variance that that's gonna come to a stop, um potentially. But we'll see.
0: Yeah, I mean it's entirely possible, right? And I think even still, like even if the the players in the league allows for it to happen, uh you're gonna have this issue, right, where players might decide not to and who could you blame them right like it's just a whole mess there's so much going on in, in hockey right now that that is worth talking about it's almost like we should do two episodes a week or something you know, you know
1: i mean robin later has already pulled himself out of the Olympics. so and like we said before when we mentioned it on a previous episode he won't be the last he won't be the only player he's not definitely not the last player to pull himself out of the Olympics because you also got to remember too, that like COVID is a big consideration with players too, because it's not like there are already players that are suffering long lasting issues after contracting COVID. And so you have to think about the health and safety of yourself, your career and your family. A lot Mm -hmm. of these players have children. Um, so, yeah, it's there's a lot of stuff. But we shall see. And then All-Star voting is open. So if you haven't yet, you can vote for four very specific blue jackets to potentially participate in All-Star weekend. It's Zach uh Jakob Voracek, Elvis Merzlinkins, and Oliver Bjorkstrand. So all four of those players are in consideration for All-Star Weekend. Um, So, yeah, go on NHL.com and vote so we can see some blue jackets. Who would you
0: vote for right now?
1: Oh, I already voted. I voted for Elvis.
0: (laughs) I don't think I would. I think I would vote. I would vote for Zach. Much love. That feels like a – He's a one given. of the most marketable players, so, like, here, we're going to, like, put him on this list. Um, no, to me, I'd probably vote for Jake or Oliver. Like, either one of those two. Like, I just think that they've been so good. Jake has been I mean, more consistent You can vote Oliver. 10 times
1: every day, so I gave 10 votes to Elvis, so.
0: You got to spread the love. No, you don't, because it's, like... When you, like, don't know the answers on a test, you don't go, like, A, B, C, D. You just do C the entire time because you have a better chance of getting it. It's kind of like that energy.
1: So I'm giving all my energy to Elvis?
0: You are. Okay. And I hope it's right. I figured you would be. I figured you would be. But you know what else is right? Our social media? Yeah, following us on Twitter, damn it. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Tell the lovely folks where they can follow us.
1: Yes, you can follow us on social media. Um we're on Twitter and Instagram at subjectively pod. Again, super love interacting with you guys. We've actually gotten a nice little bump over the last few days in uh Twitter followers, which is kind of nice. Um Anyways. so keep spreading the word and get some more people to follow us. That would be lovely. Um and then we are on Facebook at subjectively speaking. Uh, you can check out our beautifully designed website at subjectivelyspeaking.com if you want to know a little bit more about us or just really see how cute our website is. Uh, you can head over, head over there. If you are still looking for a Christmas gift for yourself or someone that you love and want to support your two favorite podcasters, um, you can find our merch at com. Lots of cute, fun stuff. Um, everything from stickers to mugs to magnets and t-shirts, long-sleeve t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, sweatshirts. We got it all. Everything in between with some really cute designs. And then lastly, you can rate, review, and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please scroll on down. Hit that five-star rating. Um, We don't know why it matters, but it does. It helps us get noticed um, in the podcast charts. And we haven't had a new rating in a little while. So because I'm sick and stressed out with my new job, um, I would really like maybe like one or two more. So if you could do that, that would be great. Um, But we just really love and appreciate all of you so
0: much. We do. And until we get the chance to connect with you all next time, I hope that you stay well, you take care of yourselves. Hopefully the winter depression hasn't gotten to you too much. And if it has, show yourself some love and care. Watch some hockey this week if it's your thing to stay up until 1. We'll be around. You can follow us on Twitter, like Laura said, to keep up with us during the games because I'm sure we'll be manic at that hour. And we will see you all very, very soon. Bye.